We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. Ah, yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick Dayas, 10 as you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum is at Veterans Minimum. I am joined by a very special guest. Shout out to my guy, Chris Morhan, for making the connect. That is my guy. That is my Vegas guy. He listens to the show. Big love to him. Met him probably like a decade ago. Cool guy. He reached out to me just on my TikTok direct messages, I think, and said, hey, I own this uh, you know, poker bar. Come on down. Hook up with some free play. I went and played, met with him, had some good food, and uh, he's become a good friend. Cool dude. And he hooked me up with you. So thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah. And every time I go there, he uh, takes care of me with the food, too. He blesses it. Well, that's because, you know, he makes the money on the video poker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's doing well for himself. Get a free taco and lose 500 bucks. (laughs) Shout out to Chris, man. My guy, Vegas Matt. Yes. That's my new moniker. Let's go. Matt Morrow in the building. Uh, You're a fascinated individual from doing some homework on you, especially once I got to connect with Chris. And then I think I also saw you on John Orlando. I was on that, yeah, like a week Action ago junkies. or two. Has that aired yet? I don't I know mean, if it's aired yet, but I know that I've had him on the show. He's a friend of the pod, and uh, I've been on his show also. And I think that's when I first saw some of your stuff. Yeah, that dude's cool. I had a great time on his show. That was fun. Man, it's a uh, a guy like you is fascinating. I'm I love I love gambling. I love betting. I feel as if there's a difference between the two, betting and gambling. Yeah. Do you, you, you don't agree? Well, no, I, I totally agree. Like, oh, you do? I mean, okay. there's, yeah, of course, like there's people who are like professional gamblers and then there's people who just gamble. Like, I mean, if you make a bet and it's an intelligent bet, that's a lot different than just, just gambling, not knowing what you're doing. Like, you know, me betting on the over, like I have no idea, you know, I mean, that's, but so, but then there's, what a lot of people don't understand is that you can play slots and win. I mean, a lot of people don't think that's possible. Think, oh, You're talking to someone that doesn't think it's possible. Yeah, okay. So that's why I'm also excited to hear about this because I like to stay away from machine games. Mm-hmm. My favorite game to play at a casino is Texas Hold'em. Oh, the, well, like, okay, the ultimate Texas Hold'em, the, the table game 
or just Texas Hold'em like with other players? With other players. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I like the physical interaction. I like being able to make a read off someone. I grew up playing poker. I still play poker. I mean, I haven't played since I moved here back in September because uh, I just haven't had the time to go do it. I don't have the same obsession I did when I was in high school and then especially when I went over to college. Mm-hmm. I was telling you before we started recording, I would say I was like a poker kid uh-huh. growing up. Not so much in the sense of like playing it professionally, but I definitely was overly into online poker. Well, you were a full tilt junkie like the rest of Yeah, poker stars, full tilt, Bavada. I played on all of them. And I've told this story before, but for Christmas when I was 19, I was 19 that, that Christmas, uh, I got a gift card for $200. Because, yeah, once you're like 19, 20, it's like, well, you're not going to buy me a toy. You're not going to buy me clothes. You know, yeah. like you don't know if I have it or if it's going to fit me, whatever it might be from family members. So I get a gift card for $200 and the degenerate that I am, I put it in Bavada and I put it into Poker Stars and Full Tilt and the whole nine. And I turned that $200 into a little bit over $11,000. Nice run. Very nice run to the point where started not going to class, started not going to school. I'm saying to myself, man, I just made, I turned $200 into over 11K. I'm going to be able to do this for real. I'm going to be able to do this professionally. Yeah. So my parents, I was like, I think at the end of this semester, I'm not going to do this school shit. No. You saved them some money. Saved them some money. I was making some money. And then uh, Black Friday hits mm. in April of 2011. Is that I was what 20 it was? years old. Yeah. And the U.S. government came in and just said, no more of this online poker shit. No more 11K for you. No more. Gone. Couldn't even take out my 200 that I put in there. Damn. So all those dreams, Matt, went out the window. <laughs> there were a lot of gambling stories. I mean, it's funny. I posted a YouTube video today. And I was playing a machine and I lost 11,000 in a machine in about 20 minutes. (laughs) And one of the things people always uh, give me props for is I'm not just posting my wins all the time. Like I try to show the realities of gambling. You know, you win some and you lose a lot. So, yeah. And, but poker is a game of skill. So, I mean, if, if you were, you know, a a good poker player and you know, your math and so forth, you're going to beat the noobs, you know, are all day, every day. So that isn't gambling. If you're, you know, you got a skill, so you've got an edge. So you're, you know, you're winning. So it's more like betting, I guess, using your betting versus gambling analogy. Yeah, I do. I do think there's a difference, especially where I avoid the slot machine. I avoid the video poker, video craps, video roulette, video blackjack, all of that. Yeah. I want a physical dealer. I don't know. Just mentally, I feel as if I might have an edge. Yeah. I well, also feel like it eliminates kind of the the idea that it might be rigged. I mean, you know, I, boy, one of the things that annoys me on podcasts is when people, like guests, like me, like say stuff like they know. Because I've seen so much coming out of like some famous people when they're talking about gambling to saying things like they know when I know that they're wrong. And so I'm going to, I'm, I always tread lightly with like saying stuff, you know, but I think like the, the gaming control board here in the U S is a really good job of making sure things aren't rigged. I've seen, you know, live games in other countries where I think they're dealing off the bottom of the deck and doing all kinds of shady stuff. Like I would steer clear 
of those. The, the machines, at least, you know, it's an algorithm, you know, that you hit the, hit the button and it's going to pay out at a certain percentage, you know? So if, if you look at a video poker game and it's jacks or better that pays, you know, nine coins for a full house and six for a flush, you know, you're at like 99 point something percent payout. And so if you put a million dollars through that machine, you know, you did that an infinite number of times, you're only going to lose, you know, 10, 20, $30,000 or something like that. Like, so there's a lot of math in all gambling and slots are no different. You were telling me a story right before how you could just tell that a slot machine is due to hit. What was it that you were telling me? Cause I find it fascinating because dude, I've never won on a slot machine. Mm -hmm. Anything. My mom is obsessed with it. There's been times where, well, my mom came in December. Uh, she wanted to hit the slots. Uh -huh. And um, I told her, I was like, mentally, I don't like to gamble at the win because I want to mentally be up on a casino. Uh -huh. You know, since I work here, I'm like, you know what? Let me not. Let me play. Let me play elsewhere. Right. Um, well, okay. So that's like one of those things. Like there's people who, it's almost probably similar to the people who sell their sports picks, you know, and then they, maybe they like sell like half one side and half the other. I don't know. So the people who say that they know when a machine is going to hit, if it's in some kind of like, you know, woo woo inner knowledge, I got a feeling or that one's been fed. Those people are overwhelmingly full of shit. Um, however, there are like setups that you can look at. Let's say, for example, you walk up to a machine and it has a progressive jackpot that says it must hit by $10,000. Give an example, okay? A lot of people don't pay much attention to that. They just come over and it says, oh, 9,300, and then they just play it. It probably isn't going to hit till it's 9,994 or something like that on average. Um, or not maybe not on average, but I mean, it's going to hit later on in that cycle, okay? And every time you push the button, let's say you put five bucks through the machine, the little clicker goes up a penny. So for every $500 you put through the machine, it goes up a dollar. You know, so if you walked up to a machine and you saw you happened upon, they're really hard to find, but you happened upon a must hit that was at like 9,900, you know that if you put $50,000 through that machine, it's going to get to 10,000. You're going to get a $10,000 payday no matter what. You put $50,000 through that machine and there's maybe a machine like that probably has like a 10% hold back. So they're going to hold 5,000 and you're going to make 10,000. So, um, Mathematically speaking, hypothetically, it's a $5,000 win. Now, you might get stuck and have a bad run and lose 30000 chasing that 10000 There ain't no guarantees, but you can set yourself up. And again, but aren't you still down, though? Me? Oh, yeah. I'm not saying I'm that guy. I'm not smart enough. Oh, you're not, using... Okay, I got not, you. But now. I mean, just if you... If someone does a Google search on advantage slot play, I mean, it's not like it's a big secret. You know what I mean? Uh, there are people who beat the casinos at slots. There are there. It's it, it's way harder. Like I could try to tell you everything I know about it, which isn't all that much. I know enough to be dangerous. You know, I know a lot more than the average person. But most people, even if they knew everything, they don't have the discipline to do what it takes to make a living playing slots. I mean, I play in dumb games all the time. I mean, I'm playing you know Wheel of Fortune the other day. I lost like five thousand dollars playing Wheel of Fortune just because I thought I'd make a good video. You know, so like I'm no threat. I've probably lost a hundred grand so far this year you know, already. Um, I love the transparency. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you're pushing a button. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't, you know, I mean, the other day I hit a huff and puff machine and I, I made like, you know, $9,600 and it was like the third time I pushed the button and other time, you know, the, and then the one I posted today, I lost $11,000 chasing a, a thousand dollar 
progressive, I lost $11,000 before the $1,000 progressive hit. So the machine, the, the, I don't think the casinos really care because as long as the button's getting pushed, they know what their mathematical edge is. It's pre-programmed. You know, some slots are 6%, 8%, 10%, 1%, 3%. They, their hold is pre-programmed. If the machine gets an infinite amount of play, the casino's winning. That's why the casinos love the slot machine. Oh, yeah. It's also why you see, I think the widest profit margin for casinos is the slot machines. Uh, and also why they give you free vouchers to go play slots. Yeah. Because, like, what is it to give someone 500 bucks to go play at the slot machines? Yeah, it gets them in there and then they, then they get, you know, then they do what we usually do, you know, we get stuck and go, oh man, I'm going to play it down to this, a $500 floor. Okay, wait, well, 500 more. Boom, boom, boom. Start chasing That it. was their money. Yeah, that yep. was their, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, um, that's it. And also there's no labor cost on slots. I mean, you got slot techs, you got to pay the hand pays and stuff, but it's not like they have to pay a dealer, you know, and so forth. It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, slots are awesome. I, I love them. I, I'm, I play every day. I, walking through the wind on the way in here, I saw a machine caught my eye and put a hundred bucks in and, uh, you know, made $13 and 75 cents and it hit the first spin, you know? So just little things you can look for on slot machines. Um, nothing like magical. Or I'm not sharing any trade secrets or anything like that. But if you look at a, a game, you know, that has like X number of free games, when you hit the silver, or the gold or the platinum bonus, you know, and you, you look for X number of games, maybe the reset, like on Rich Little Piggies, you know, is nine, uh, the blue piggy is nine. You walk by and you see one that's at like 50, mm. you know, free games or wilds. You're going to, you know, you play that one. I'd rather play one that had 50 versus one that had nine. Just little, silly little things that most people just have absolutely no clue about that can make a big difference in your, in your results playing slots. What do you think makes slot machines so fascinating to people? Um, off the top of my head, I mean, I think it's a dopamine thing, just like like watching TikTok and everything else that we're addicted to in the world. Like, I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's an adrenaline or a dopamine rush. Like, you know, that idea you're putting you're pushing a button and you might make a lot of money or you might lose a lot of money. It's a, it's a total rush and it's a dangerous addiction. You know, I mean, that's why they have those Gamblers Anonymous pamphlets everywhere. I mean, there's a lot of people that are like hopelessly addicted to gambling. Yeah, it's like playing with fire. Yeah, and there's so many people that you see. Like, I'll, I'll walk through a casino sometimes, and I'll just like observe the people that are playing slot machines, and it's always like an elderly person. Yeah, feels like they're just punting away their pension, right? And their, their like monthly income that comes in in a check. It's like I'm just gonna smoke and yeah. drink and piss away my money until I die. You know, and, I, and, and yo, you know what, man? Listen, you put in 30, 40 years at a company. Mm -hmm. right why not enjoy it now i mean if it's if you have fun that's my motto you know i saw your shirt says live in the dream and on my facebook it's like matt morrow live in the dream not just talking about it like i haven't had a job since i was like i got out of college i was 21 i had like a job for about 10 months and i've been an entrepreneur my whole life you know i mean if you're not having fun it's not working i always choose to do things for a living and i found a way to do things for a living that i enjoy like i like drinking all right. And I started a wine club and built it into one of the largest wine clubs in the world. You know, I'm, I've always liked, uh, traveling. I, I had a travel business, you know, in the nineties and, and now I came here and retired and I like gambling. So we get a dealt Royal flush at the M for $78,000 on a $50 bet. My son films our reaction and the credits going up and then posted it to TikTok. And by the time we're done with dinner, we got, you know, all these views and, now this career was born.
you know? And so now we, we post every single day. It's become a business and it's, it's a lot of fun. So if you're not having fun. I say, don't do it. So if, if someone's having fun with slots, great. If you're pissing away your car payment, you'll follow some guy out and he's, you know, he's got a car with bald tires and expired registration and he's hoping he's going to hit the jackpot. That's sad. Yeah. It's, I feel like it takes people a while to get to that point where they can have fun though. Because I think it's a hard dynamic to have to juggle. I had a video that went crazy on TikTok too. It's been my best video where I talk about gambling is the worst addiction. It's the it's only one. It's the only one you could win in, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the only one where you can actually see a return, like you said. Yeah, I remember you, you saying that. Yeah. You can you can actually win money, which is for a lot of people, it's it's the biggest stress that they have on like a daily occasion. Yeah, you know, like I need to have money to pay for this or to survive or just to get by. So that's why I think gambling is so so fascinating. I like to say that I bet I don't gamble. Mm -hmm. It's because when I moved here in September, some of my buddies back home would send me texts and they would say, oh, what do you like in tonight's game? And it's like the Thursday night game. And I would tell them, no, there's nothing I like. What do you mean there's nothing you like? You have to like something. I was like, no, there's nothing I like. I'm not going to bet on it. Right. Like, no, you have to. It's the Thursday night game. I'm like, that's the problem. That's gambling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just want to get get in there. You action. just want to get your fix in because it's it's the Thursday night game, it's the Monday night game, or my, if you're chasing. My son gets so mad at me. He's my business partner. He gets so mad at me if I gamble when we're not filming. Last night I was at Resorts World, had a nice you know complimentary meal, which is also kind of funny because you get a you know complimentary meal, right? We had an eleven hundred dollar meal, but I left a two hundred fifty dollar tip. I could have just gone and had a two hundred fifty dollar meal somewhere else. Right. And, uh, but anyway, I was I was walking out. You had a couple glasses of wine, and I was walking out of the casino, and I was thinking. I told my wife, I go, oh, I don't know. You want to just get ten grand and fire at you know Ultimate X Poker for a few minutes, and then. And then the little voice inside my head said, you know, don't do it. You know, don't just gamble. Was it because you were sipping? I mean, I think so. I just love doing it. You know what I mean? But I mean, at this point in time, it just doesn't make any sense if we're not filming. I gamble enough. I don't need to go lose money for no reason. You know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to gamble, I'm going to film it now. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. Cause now you're a, you're a content creator. Well, too. I mean, it's like, I don't care about the, the gambling so much you know, because it's awesome. I mean, I almost have a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, you know? So, um, when I'm gambling, I mean, that's where I'm making my money. I mean, I know I'm going to win or lose 10, 20, 30 grand a month. As long as I'm making more than that, then it's, then it's a profitable enterprise. You know, I want to be like Mr. Beast, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got, we got a long <laughs> ways to, to go, go for that. Yeah. We, hey, we all would like to big goals, big goals. Yeah. So one of my questions that I have for you, and I think it could kind of tie into people that like to sports bet mm -hmm. or, or any kind of betting or gambling is the ebbs and flows of the highs and lows of the gambling. Mm -hmm. One weekend you go, you win, you hit your parlay, you hit all your bets. Right. Dude, there was a weekend when I came to Vegas. Best, best gambling weekend of my life. Best betting weekend of my life. I came for a UFC card mm -hmm. and I literally, no exaggeration, Matt, I hit every single bet I made. Nice. From about Friday afternoon until Sunday morning, German soccer, Italian soccer, NHL. I don't bet on hockey. Very rarely. Maybe like three bets a year. Mm -hmm. That's because a buddy of mine that really follows hockey might tell me a spot to target. I primarily stick to the three, four sports that I do really well in and I know very well. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's, you know, if say, uh, say I have a friend, like my, my buddy Kenny, who I do my show with every Monday. He... 
loves betting on baseball. He's a professional sports better back in New Jersey. And mm-hmm. baseball is like his main sport that he bets on. If he hits me up and he's like, hey, man, I really like the Braves tonight. All right. That's going to weigh something. That's his field. That's his level of expertise. Mm-hmm. You know, if you and I are leaving the win later, you're like, man, you should hop on this slot machine. Now it's going to be a little bit more enticing for me because it's like, all right, you, you just, you told me about slots 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. that I had never thought of it that way. Right. So if someone is putting me on game, I have no issues with tailing that. But that weekend when I was in Vegas, dude, my buddy and I walked from the MGM to the win where we were staying and probably had about $20,000 worth of tickets on us that we didn't cash yet. And we were just like hammered, playing roulette, doing, we, we hit the slot machine too, just punting away our money. And I maybe lost like $1,500 on that walk back to the hotel. But Man. knowing that I had about. It's a long walk. Yeah. 20K. Well, well you said the so, highs and lows. Yeah. yeah so, so my question to you is how do you deal with, say you have a weekend where you win 10, 20, $30,000 or, you, you know, for, for your average, the average sports better is a $20 better, mm-hmm. right? I don't know what it would be for, for table games, but say someone wins their, what they would make in a month working, they mm-hmm. win it in a weekend. Yeah. And then the next weekend they lose it all. Yeah. How do you deal with the ebbs and flows of what gambling is? Well, so I did a video called Vegas Matt's 10 Commandments. It's on my YouTube channel. I think it's good that there's a lot, there's some rules. And if you follow them, I think it would really help the average person balance that out. You know, because what you're talking about is variance. Okay. So I play a lot of video poker. You're going to get a royal flush. I think it's every one in every 46,000 hands mathematically, or maybe it's 42 or 44, something, 40 something thousand. I forget. But so every once in a while, you're going to get a royal flush. So I got a royal flush with a 11x multiplier on $2 denomination at Resorts World, my biggest win ever. I won $88,000. Okay. So if you look at the last 12 months of gambling, that $88,000 makes up for a lot of two and three and four and $5,000 losses. So if you're level headed about it and you're, you know, you're trying to be a disciplined gambler, you just take that and you don't get all excited. But of course, what did I do? Immediately went over to like the dragon link machine, started, you know, doing hundred dollar spins thinking, all right, man, I'm on a roll. And then just pissed away five, 10, 15,000 of it. Boom. Just like that, you know, and that you, so you don't want to do that because it that screws up because you're, you know, when you get that positive variance, you need to bank it because you're going to have those, you know, you, just like you won every sports bet, you're going to have times, even if you're you maybe, where you everything just goes the wrong way and you lose everyone. That's a, that's a part of the game, yeah. And I, I totally can resonate with that because in sports betting, it's, it's called unit betting, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a $100 better, right, that will be your one unit. Mm-hmm. If that's all you bet is $100, if you hit a $10,000 parlay, you shouldn't start betting $500. Right. Because then that's how you start eating into that bankroll. So it's kind of the same concept where you said you won $88,000 on a $2 spin. Mm -hmm. It was 200, but $2 denomination. Yeah. Yeah. If you were to start like what you did, you went to other slot machines and now you're maybe playing $10 denomination. You're playing too big and you're giving it back. You're giving it back. The smart thing, if you want to be a smart gambler, it's just like the difference between the guys who win at sports betting and the guys who are schmucks and lose. Right. It's the same thing. And most people are going to lose. I mean, they don't build these beautiful buildings uh, on winners, you know? So slots, I say, just have fun with it. You know, do your homework, try to figure out, you know, how to, how to, like my 10 commandments, like always use your player's card. 
You know, why always, some people say, well, I do better when I don't have my players card and I'm superstitious. I think if you have, yeah, but you're, you're punting away comps and yeah, rewards that you can get time. I mean, I got, I, I, um, you know, I mean this place, I don't play at that often, you know, but I mean, I play here sometimes I played here once a few months ago. I walked here today. I looked, I swiped my card, $300 in free, free play, you know, so that's $300 that I would not have had I not used my card last time I was here. So always use your card, especially from out of town. You play at a casino, you play a bunch uh, at, at a casino, they're going to send you free rooms. They're going to send you free resort credit, meals. And yeah. I think even if you are in town, like I told some of the guys that I do, I do, I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Oh. And I tell some of the guys that I train with, they tell me that they go to casinos or wherever, you know, they might go to dinner with their fiance or their wife. And I'm like, dude, get a player's card. You won't need to worry about parking. Yeah. free parking if you're free park. like really i was like yeah i was like dude i have a i have a wallet this is how you know i have issues ladies and gentlemen i have a wallet that is just for betting and gambling mm. it's all you know my driver's license isn't in there no credit cards are in there but it's all players cards i have a stack about that thick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with, a, know, with, with a rubber band around yeah it. so you know exactly what i'm talking about so i have one that's just for vegas when i was back home in the east coast i had one just for atlantic city mm -hmm. and mohegan sun and and, and parks wherever it was so, and oftentimes I would go to Atlantic City and maybe I stay at the Borgata, but I just so happened to end up at Bally's or Caesars mm -hmm. or, 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 or Trump's. And then it's like, all right, I have a player's card for this. Let me get the, let me get the $50 discount or the slot machine, whatever it might be. Got to take advantage of it. Gambling can be a lot of fun. I've made a lot of really good friends that I've met at machines. And, and uh, one thing I, I was going to tell you, uh, a fun story, gambling story, I got invited to a charity poker tournament and i'm kind of a hack poker player i'm decent you know what i mean i'm probably better than your average player but if someone's really good you know poker player high level poker player i'm not in that level but i was in a good mood i was in a tuxedo you know phil helmuth was there daniel negrano was there mike Matisau was there like all these guys i'd seen on tv over the years and i was just on fire I was hitting every river, every flush I was making, every straight I was making. It's just unbelievable. And there's just like maybe two, three hundred people in this tournament. I find myself at the final table with Matisau. Helmuth had already been knocked out. He was now like announcing it. Mm. Uh, Negranu, all these people. And I won the damn tournament. It was unbelievable. I was out of my mind lucky that day. And um, the prize was a trip to Richard Branson's island, Necker Island. And... So just like this random gambling encounter, you know, because I played that poker, then I end up on Richard Branson's island. Then I end up having dinner and I sit down to dinner and then Richard Branson sits down next to me. Like I didn't dream he'd even be there. You know what I mean? And it was like a life-changing event. You know, the people I met that week and everything that happened. So I don't know, like I just try to go with the flow, but you never know what's going to happen. You know, who you're going to meet, how it's going to change your life. But I'm not a big fan of like degenerate gambling or gambling addiction, but like I don't go and buy you know, $2,000 bottles at the club and, you know, go out and pool parties and spraying champagne and pissing away money. I don't have a Ferrari. I don't have horse race horses. I gamble. It's an entertainment budget. If you, that's a healthy way of gambling, you know, go, go to Vegas two, three times a year. You have a budget. So it could be, it could be a lot of fun for me. It's just an amazingly fun hobby. Now it's become a hugely profitable hobby. Yeah. It's fascinating because for me, it's the same thing. Like I turned I, I've talked about it, how I had a, I would say a gambling addiction when I was younger. I didn't know how to control it. Mm -hmm. It was new to me. I caught fire right away and I was making thousands of dollars. I was delivering pizza, dude. And I would make $500 a week and I would gamble 700 of it. So I was always chasing. I was always tailing. 
And then as I got older, especially once I started creating content, that's really what saved me because I would get the same fix when I would tell people, hey, take the Cowboys plus seven. And then I would have fans DM me or send me tweets with the screenshot of their bets. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh man, I feel like I won this bet because now you're listening to me. And then word spreads like, oh, check out this kid's podcast. He's really good with the NFL betting. He's really good with NBA betting, whatever it might be. So that's how I was getting my adrenaline. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rush in my fix, but dude, I have a I have a, a poker story that doesn't end as promising as yours did, but I, I drove one time all the way to, to uh Philly for a poker tournament, three hundred dollar buy in. Uh huh. And it was twenty five fifty blind. So it was tournament style. So every twenty minutes the blind went up. I think first place was like a fifty thousand dollar prize. It's like one of those Saturday tournaments. Mm-hmm. And uh Matt, no exaggeration. I sit down, I'm looking at the table. There's probably like uh 150 tables being played. It was a big, it was a WPT. Okay. First hand I get, pocket aces. Yeah. I forget what the percentage is, but it's not a, not a first, lock. First, first hand, pocket aces. Mm-hmm. I lose all my chips first hand, pocket aces, mm-hmm. $300 buy-in. I rebuy. Mm-hmm. Two hands after that, ace king suited. I lose that also. I sat at the table for, I think, Eight minutes, <laughs> and, and I drove five hours round trip. Yeah, that, that happened. Lost six hundred dollars in about eight and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. I was in and out the casino in a half hour. It's a lot of it's like I so. Mean, so I just want to paint the picture that you know sometimes you end up next to Richard Branson. Yeah, the other times, yeah, you drive eight hours for no <laughs> drive reason. Eight hours for no reason. Yeah, it's just like the whole the whole viral videos. You never know which video is going to go viral. You were right. talking to me about the when you interviewed the DEA guys, and you know, just randomly that video just it it got people's attention. You know, sometimes we'll post a video and it'll get a hundred thousand views. Another time we'll post one to get five million views. You know, you got to just got to run the numbers. Just got to stay in the game and see what happens. Yeah. So, that- you, so you say you you really like Colombia. You want to go? To, uh, I was I got a place in Medellin. You can stay at if you ever go down there. And I, I see, I say Medellin. This is, this is archived. This is recorded. Yes, okay. I said it. Yeah. I got you. Anytime you go to Medellin, let me know. Listen, there's one thing about me, right? I don't say no to things that are free. Okay. So if you're offering, I'm going to definitely I, take it up. Let me, because know, let me know your dates. I love, I, I've never been. My dream place to visit is Colombia and uh, Tokyo. Colombia is really, really neat place. It's like, 
you know, everyone thinks of Pablo Escobar and, and, uh, that's the reason why and, I want to go down yeah, there. I mean, the, the Pablo Escobar tour is really cool. My, I'll have my guy drive you around, you know, you get to go to his grave. People are still there paying respects. The, oh. the, the prison that he made for himself that had a casino in it and had all kinds of parties and girls and stuff. He had, and he had his own guards. So I've been to his, his jail, his jail, uh, you know, place where he died, et cetera. It's all, all there in Medellin and Medellin is, it's nice. It's not like all hot and humid. It's beautiful temperature. It's like San Diego climate, 80 degrees and, you know, nice almost all the time and, uh, beautiful views, beautiful people. It's, it's uh, great food. It's inexpensive and it's safe. I mean, I, I feel safer there than I do in, in Vegas sometimes. I mean, it's a really, really cool spot. So definitely, definitely go. And that, and then that's sort of like when I, my retirement, I did a real estate stuff. I got into buying, you know, properties all over the world and, and Costa Rica and Colombia are two of my favorite spots and two of my highest, uh, producing Airbnbs. Damn, dude. You mentioned the DA agents that I had told you off air. Yeah. There's an episode from a while ago that I had the real DA agents, Stephen Murphy and Javier Pena that Narcos is based on. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I had them on the show was because what's cool about creating your own content, Matt, is that you're able to sort of cultivate a conversation around the things that you're really interested in. Uh -huh. And then it resonates with people that listen to the content, right? Uh -huh. So I've been offered in the past opportunities to talk to certain people that I'm just not interested in. They don't have something that they do that I'm intrigued by. When I heard about you and Chris, Chris knew right away, he's like, this dude likes to gamble. Nick loves gambling. He talks about betting and gambling. It's going to be a home run, right? right so like, that's relatable. I don't want to sell something to my audience that they know I'm not interested in because then it, it resonates with them. Like I said, they could, he they could see through the bluff to use the poker term, right? They could read right through that. Yeah. So when I had, when I had them on, one of the conversations that I had had with them was, I always like to tie it back to sports or a general interest of mine. And one of the conversations was like, you know, Colombian soccer in the eighties and nineties, if you look at like the most successful time of their country's soccer origins was then. Mm -hmm. And then you, you go to find out that like 17 of the 20 teams are owned by drug lords right. and cartel members. And then I'd be like, dude, was it really that crazy where if Matt was a center forward for Nacional, they'd kidnap Matt's son and girlfriend, wife, and be like, hey, Matt, you know what, man? Tomorrow you're playing Cali. You can't play that well, man, because then, you know, Susie and, and little Matt are not going to be. That's hectic. Or you miss that penalty kick, you get beheaded. Yeah. yeah. Colombian necktie or whatever it is. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, the podcast thing is interesting. I did one for a while. It was called What's Your Deal? Um, so I used to be really heavily involved in the business opportunity space and people would always call me and pitch me on their deals. They still do to this day. And one of the people I had on mine was John McAfee. And that dude was crazy, man. I tried to have an interview with him and he would just go off on the most wild tangents. It was the weirdest. I think right after that, I quit doing the podcast. It's like, this. that was a lot of Wasn't effort. he the security guy? He did like yeah, the like security. Mac virus scan. Yeah, you know, yeah. they said he killed his neighbor in Belize. He faked a heart attack, escaped. I think from, there's a Netflix special. On oh it. yeah, there definitely is. He, he's a, he's an interesting cat. I mean, he's dead now. I mean, some people think he's still alive, but, uh, anyway, yeah, that, that, that was different. That was a different podcast for sure. But I, I had, I mean, I just. I just thought it'd be cool to have him on to your point, just cause he's a big name, you know, but the episode was just garbage. Uh, I don't know. It's out there somewhere. I think you can still find it. Yeah. There's been, there's been times that I haven't been able to air an episode. Yeah. Just because I would, anytime I have someone on the show, I don't know if it's a gift. I don't want to sing my praises too high, but like, I feel like I could have a conversation with anyone. 
I could bring out the best out of them. I, I open them up in certain ways to say certain things that they don't say in the past. Hmm. I mean, I even had my jujitsu coach Shane on a couple of weeks ago, one of my better episodes since I moved out here. And he went in detail about his drug addiction. And then he was like, dude, I've never told anyone that outside of like my close circle. And then he said it to thousands of people that listen to the show. So there's been times where I've had conversations with people and it's just like, I'm just not getting nothing from them. Yeah. Well, or, hopefully this or, isn't one of those times. No, it's definitely I think not. In, the, in this environment, it's hard. I mean, this is so cool. Your studio in the wind, yeah. you know, like being in here, just really, really, really must be fun. And also for content creators, if you're in the podcasting space, try your best to do the shows in person. I think one thing that I started doing right before COVID hit in 2020, Matt, was I was starting to travel to certain places. Like I traveled to Vegas. I did a bunch of content. I went down to Florida, did a bunch of content. I went to, I mean, you know, I didn't get on a plane, but I went to Connecticut and I went to Jersey. I went to some other places because the in-person interaction is always going to be the the phone or the Zoom. Yeah. It's just way better. We were talking about that, like a lot of like Tony Robbins and some of the are doing those big Zoom studios. You got Warry Studios here in town. And and I just think there's a big difference between like being there in person, like at a big live event versus doing it on Zoom. Yeah, you can do a lot on it, but I, there's always, like you said, you like playing against a real dealer, like that human connection, you know, until the whole world is taken over by AI and we're no yeah. longer relevant, then uh, it's going to, I think, I like the human touch. Yeah, and and when it comes to, like I said, the games the games I like playing is, when I go into a casino and I'm with my buddies, we like to do a couple of things. My friends are obsessed with roulette. And I feel like anyone that tells me, do you play roulette or are you just slots? I mean, it's a, I, I think it's fun. I've made a couple of videos just joking around, you know, yeah. like we're down 3,500 bucks. I need to make it back, so let's go put a hundred on one number and see if we win it back. But I mean, it's a, it's you know, the game. Depending if it's single zero or double zero, it's a pretty bad game mathematically. Yeah, the percentages are definitely not in your favor. Yeah, no. And uh, I like to say roulette should be hit and go, mm -hmm. sure, or, or not hit. One, I have a one spin policy. I go out with my buddies. You know, my favorite show growing up was Entourage. I don't know if you ever saw it on HBO. Of course. And guys from Queens, like I am myself. And their thing was before every time they went out, when they were in Atlantic City or in Vegas, they would bet on red. They'd throw 10 bucks to see if it was going to be a good night. It was like a good omen. Ah, oh, gotcha. And that's what I'll do. My favorite number is 10. I was like, you know what? Let me throw, let me throw 100 bucks on 10. If it hits, it hits. And let me throw 100 bucks on red. Mine's 17. 17? 17 that's your number? It's have a company black. called 17 Black. You know, Entourage, Mark Wahlberg lives here. We talked about Vegas earlier. Remember, like... This is, in my opinion, the best city to live in. I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Everywhere else I go, I'm bored. 10 o'clock at night, nothing to do. They're like, oh, you should have been here last weekend. There was a party. It's like Vegas, 24-7, 365, there's a party. There's no state taxes. And, and, and like on a Tuesday also, not just, I mean, any it doesn't day. need to, yeah, It doesn't yeah. matter what day it is. I don't even know what day it is. It doesn't matter because there's always awesome when you're in Vegas. So that's cool that like Mark Wahlberg and a lot of people are moving here, all the sports teams. Now we got the, the Raiders, which we were talking about earlier. The A's, I guess that's, is that official? The A's yeah, thing? Yeah, they're, they're coming in uh, 2025. They're going to be right by the MGM. Uh, yeah, I heard they're going to, I mean, I heard they're going to tear down the Tropicana, Tropicana and make that yeah. a studio or a, a stadium. Yeah, and then of course our Golden Knights. I mean, they're freaking amazing. And Vegas is just the spot, man. This is the greatest place to live. I if I have to live in the United States, I'm living here. Listen, born and raised New Yorker for 31 years. Uh, I went to school in Buffalo, so still in New York. I only lived in New York City. I have no desire to go back. Trying really? to do the best I can to just be able to stay here for the foreseeable future. Yeah. By foreseeable, I mean the rest of the time. I mean, New York is a 
maybe a, I'd even say a close second. Like there's a lot to do in New York, but it's still, I'd rather be in Vegas. New York City, I wouldn't be as sharp and aware and be the hustler I am. And by hustler, I mean that in the nicest way possible, in the most positive way, in the sense of, I want more work. Mm -hmm. I need more work. I want to, you know, get it. You're not talking hustler, like doing three card monkey yeah, on street Yeah, no, corner. no, no. I'm talking about like, <laughs> yo, there's an opportunity to make some money, go film someone, go do this, go do that, go on this podcast, edit, or, you know, go do your spot over at VSIN, whatever it might be, creating the content here. I don't know, Matt, if I'd be as aware as I am, as conscious of I am of certain cultures and ethnicities growing up in Queens, I, I think, it's going to sound very naive because I haven't been all over the world, but I can't think of any other places like that where I always talk about this one area in my town, Ditmars, Ditmars Boulevard, where it's like a, uh, like a 10 to 12 block radius where, dude, you could get Arabic food, French food, Korean food, Japanese food, Greek food, Italian, mm. all on the same block. Yeah. And then you have your, your Irish pubs, you have your, your Greek dance clubs you have all this stuff jamaican food and it's like man it's not like that in many other places and then when i went to high school my high school was on the same block our high school shared the same block as the woodside projects and we had just so many different cultures mm -hmm. we were the only school in the new york city district public school that had like don't go to the right when you get out of school i would always go to the right because it was the fastest way to get home instead of looping all the way around so you're just introduced to all these different cultures and ethnicities and just, I don't, I don't think if, if I grew up in Vegas, I don't think as, I'd be as aware as I am had I not. Yeah. Does that make sense? Of course. One of my favorite movies was about Queens coming to America. Let's go. <laughs> that was a great movie. Let's go. That was fun. The Bronx Tale was actually filmed at my high school. Oh yeah? Yeah. See? I know it's not Queens, but well, my high school's in Queens, but it was called The Bronx Tale, but yeah. It's uh, it, it's the best, man. But again, you know, as you get older, you start making money and you realize like taxes and state taxes and Nevada doesn't have that. Yeah. And also just the weather is nice, dude. I mean, you see, it's too hot part of the year. It's too cold part of the year. It's perfect, you know, two parts of the year. No, nah, I don't want to hear about the cold. People were telling me it was the coldest winter in Vegas and it was like 30 degrees, my three days. My fountain froze, man. I mean, I don't like being cold. I'm shorts and flip-flops. I... I wear long pants on podcasts because I saw one time was like, wasn't good wearing shorts. But I mean, <laughs> 99 times out of 100, when you see me, I'm shorts, flip-flops, and a t-shirt. Usually my, one of my merch t-shirts, you know, I, oh, the Sando t-shirt has, has become like, I'll be, I'll be walking through the casino. People are like, like, oh, no Sandos tonight. So what happened is. What was that? Was okay, that mean? So, is that so, your nickname? No, it, uh, it's a, so. I was watching Narcos was the first time I saw this. And then the guy who said something, he's like, hey, it's a shit sandwich. And I thought that was kind of a clever terminology, like a shit sandwich. And so like I was gambling and I and I hit a I hit a bonus, you know, where you're expecting to win thousands of dollars. And I ended up winning like 180 bucks. It was like a shit bonus. And so I said, man, that was a shit sandwich. And I and I so whenever a bonus is really uh, unexpectedly bad. I call it a shit sandwich. Now my son says, you know, you shouldn't swear because a lot of times your your videos will get demonetized and stuff like that. So I'm always working on swearing. So we we made a we modified shit sandwich. And we called it a sando. And so like everyone's like, oh, you, I hope you don't get any sandos tonight. So like we must sell like 20 t-shirts a day on my website of the sando t-shirt. It's like the old Stardust logo. Yeah. And um, so it's kind of like a, one of my sayings. Okay. Uh, and uh, so yeah, that's that's the the meaning of that shirt. 
What would you say are some, I know you mentioned the commandments before. Yeah. And uh, plug real quick where they could find that video. Yeah, it's on my YouTube channel, which is at Vegas Matt. Okay. I mean, that's, if you can subscribe. It's it's like watching a TV show, you know, because it's me and my crew, my son, the banter, going out, finding things to do, playing it, winning, losing, crying, screaming, doing victory laps. Like it's pretty, It's I think it's fairly entertaining. But we also, we shot a video because we had so many questions about gambling. We shot a video called Vegas Matt's 10 Commandments. And you'll see that. But like, the first one is like, always use your card. You right. know, like to maximize your comps, maximize your free play. Another one is don't drink and gamble. Okay, because that was going to be one of mine. So I'm glad that we're on the same page. Basically, if you want to lose and have bad judgment and so forth, you know, then it, then drink and gamble. Like my biggest loss was $23,000. And it was because I was drinking and gambling. And and if you have too many markers, it's too easy to get more money. Give me another five thousand. Give me another five thousand. Pretty soon, I had maxed out my my thousand in cash that I had, my twenty thousand in markers, and I got a ten percent bump. They gave me another two thousand. So I lost twenty three thousand dollars. Worst night ever. Why? Because I was drinking. Like another one of my commandments is do as I say, not as I do. Because I'm always breaking them. You know, don't chase losses. You know, book the win, dude. It's hard. It's hard, man. I've I've been in. So many scenarios, like I'm sure a lot of people have that gamble where, or I've been around people where they're down and they're down big mm -hmm. and you try to tell them like, Hey man, there's always tomorrow. Like let's, you know, you've lost a couple thousand dollars. You lost a couple hundred dollars. Like let's call it a night. Yeah. Book the loss, put it behind you. Don't but, get, don't go on tilt, but it's easier said than done. Yeah. And especially when it's someone else, like, dude, one of my, one of my best friends in the world, one time we were in Atlantic city. We were going to watch uh, one of my buddies fight, Jared Gordon. He's in the UFC now, but at the time, he was fighting regionally. And he must have lost close to two, $3,000 maybe. Uh huh. And I just remember him sitting at the blackjack table, and then he loses like one more hand, and he's down. He's down big. And I'm like, yo, bro, let's just go, man. It's like four in the morning, dude. What are we doing? We'll, we'll play some tomorrow before we leave. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, yo, don't fucking tell me how to manage my money i was like all right he was hammered yeah so i want to i want to mention that too he, he was tanked so he lost another five grand lost a couple couple more hundred dollars mm -hmm. and then it turns out the next day he was like yeah i wish i would have listened to you but it's hard dude and in, in that heat of the moment it's hard for someone to be able to not go on tilt because you're always going to want to chase yeah. that's just it it took me a while to get there and i still look i'm not star spangle awesome by any means like I have those weekends where it happened this weekend in the UFC. Started off like two and zero, oh, feeling really good. Then I have like three props in a row that were my favorite props on the card. I lost all three, and then I was like, "All right, this is my favorite. This this is like my favorite fighter coming up." They lose. I'm like, "What the hell?" Now I'm down. I ended up chasing, and I got lucky because I still bet on the fights that I did like. Just bet more, but I just bet more. You know, I did what we were talking about before. Cardinal sin is. Now you're you're betting more than what I used. To. I always joke with my when I'm playing. It's like you know what I think we might be doing wrong. And I'll tell my guys. I go. We, I think we need to bet more. That's what's wrong. And it's just all relative too. It depends on how much money you have and how big your bankroll is. Like when I was when I was in like my twenties, like early twenties. Me and my buddies came out to Vegas in the you know in the eighties, and uh, we were in Prim, like driving back to California. Where I used to live in California, so we were in Prim, and we were out of gas and out of money. I had, we had all lost everything. 
and we had to take the car stereo out of my Toyota Corolla and we're walking around the parking lot trying to sell this car stereo that was worth like a hundred bucks. We sold it for 20 bucks for gas money to get back. That's called taking it too damn far. You know, but I mean, losing probably what I lost that trip was maybe $500 or something like that, which at the time seemed like a lot of money. You know, nowadays, if I, if I go to the casino and I only lose a couple thousand dollars, I'm like, well, that was a pretty good day. You know, I mean, just, it's, it's crazy. I have a, I have a set amount when I go gambling that I want to go and play and wager. Like I'll go, when I used to come to Vegas with my buddies, I'd bring like the way I did it. Cause I, I get this, I get asked this a lot especially now that I live out here, most common thing I get asked, Matt, is how much money should I bring to Vegas? And I always tell them, I don't know how you are. Mm -hmm. I have friends that love, love to gamble. I have friends that hate to gamble. And I'm talking about like the same friend group. I have friends that only want to eat at five-star restaurants where it's like minimum 300 a plate. Uh huh. Then I have other ones that are like happy with In-N-Out. Yeah. So it's a very- well, In-N-Out's good. Uh, I don't know. I think you West Coast people are a little crazy with that one. You guys, <laughs> you guys fucking love In and Out. I thought it was the most mid thing ever. Really? Yeah, uh, I was not a fan. What I do wrong? I don't know. But I like I like In and Out. You know, I mean, it, why they always have a line? I don't know. They're doing something right. You know, probably had a bad experience then. Yeah, because everyone everyone that told me about In and Out, they're all West Coast people. Maybe you ate it wrong. Hmm. Try it again. All right. I'll take it. I'll take your word up. I'll take your word up for it. But I get asked a lot about. I get asked a lot about how much money they should bring to Vegas. Yeah, I always five hundred dollars a day was what my budget was when I would come and visit. I'm like, you know what? That's going to cover the gambling I want to do. It'll cover the pool party, eat, and then maybe if I know Friday night the guys and I were going to go to a steakhouse. All right, maybe I'll bring an extra five hundred for Friday. So now if I'm there for four days, I'm really bringing 2,500 as opposed to 2K because I know that one night I always like doing it with my friends, especially as we got older. It's, all right, man, if we're going to Miami, we're going to Vegas, we're going to Toronto, let's go to a nice place and eat and let's get dressed nice. Let's not go in, you know, wrestling t-shirts. That would mostly be me going in wrestling t-shirts, but you know what I'm saying? Like looking the part and going out. So to me, it's very important to have that discipline of, I don't swipe my credit card or debit cards when I go to a casino. First of all, I don't want to pay a $12 ATM fee. Or a cash advance fee. I used to pay those suckers. Yeah. You get to certain levels, though, they'll reimburse you your cash advance fees. I don't know if you know that. Like if you're chairman at, uh, if you're chairman at stations and okay. you take a cash advance, like a $5,000 cash advance, you get a $349 fee. They'll give you that $349 right there. Wow. Uh, a lot of, there's so many little things uh, that I've learned about gambling just from hanging out with gamblers and, and so forth. I mean, like you said, use your card, get a player's card, get free parking, mm -hmm. you know, at, at, like at Resorts World, you get free parking with, with, with uh, a player's card. Not that hard to get a player's card, might as well save 10 bucks on parking. I mean, there's a million little, little rackets, you know, that you can do to, to maximize the amount of money you make and or minimize the amount you lose, maximize your benefits. Um, it's a, it's a fascinating world. I really want to make a movie about the, the world of slot gambling. I mean, a lot of people don't even, don't even realize. I think it'll be like Rain Man meets the MIT card counting team. That's going to be the working title of my movie. That's one of my favorite movies, 21. Oh, it was great. So yeah, good. Awesome movie. Yeah. I was so bummed at the end when that dude like went up and is up in the roof and all yeah. that cash was gone. I was like, no, no, he lost it. Great, great movie on the MIT team. Yeah. Very good. There's, movie. There is stuff like that in the slot, in the slot world. 
that people have no idea about. It is really interesting. I mean, I've I've heard tales, uh, like friends of friends, whatever. Like someone figured out a way to beat um, an electronic. Uh, I think it was a electronic baccarat. There was something with the tie. I forget what it was, but there was like a little something, a little thing that they exploited and ended up winning several hundred thousand dollars. And then they took the dude like into the bowels of the casino and like beat him up. And this is not like 20 years ago. This is like in the last couple of years. Damn. Right. I mean, it's, it, there's injury. There's people been followed home and killed. I mean, crazy stuff. You know, there's so there's a, there's a definitely a movie to be made about the slots, and, and there's so much stuff that people don't know about. So if there's any like executive producers in Hollywood or whoever's still making movies, George Lucas, whoever it is, Steven Spielberg, some younger guy, Quentin Tarantino, talk to me about making the slot twenty one Rain Man movie. It's gonna be it's gonna kill. Yeah, I would advise people if they ever get a big score to not go and cash it by themselves. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, you just gotta be careful. You know, I'd probably bring all the guys from my gym. They're all fighters. Yeah. And like jujitsu black belts. Yeah. But hey, man, I'm going to go collect 100K. I'll toss you guys each like 2K as like my security. Right. You see these guys. Like, <laughs> I don't want to walk out of the casino with 100K and be like, yo, man, I, I'm going to need some help. So I'm going to have the homies from the gym be my escort. So anyone wants to know, I always leave all my money at the cage. I got, you know, you carry around a bunch of money. These guys that like carry around a million dollars and all this crazy stuff yeah, you nah, see on they're TikTok. Crazy. They're, that, they're, that they're asking for it. And yeah. then they're confused when they get held up and they get robbed. Yeah. Like, yeah, no shit. I could have told you that. Right. You're walking around with million dollars duffel bags and whatnot. It's just crazy. It's yep. just crazy. Give it, me one more uh, do's and don'ts uh, before we wrap up. Oh, let me think. What's it do? Oh, okay. I know we I mentioned the player's card, but get, give yeah. me one that's like a... Okay, tell you one that I know that like a lot of people don't know this. And I didn't know this until the last couple of years. When you walk into to the casino, swipe your player's card. Most casinos have a kiosk, okay? And you swipe your player's card and it has like different promotions. Um, I'm a local, so I play at Station Casinos a lot. They have great slot machines and um, I think they do a great job in their slots. On Thursdays and Sundays at station casinos, they have 10 times points, okay? So, but you don't get the 10 times points unless you swipe your card and activate that promotion. So I see people all the time coming in, they're playing with their card, and, and I say, did you swipe your card? I'm like, on a Sunday or a Thursday. They say, no, what do you mean? They don't even know. But if, you, if like, when I play um, on a 10 times points night, um, the way I play, at the end of the session, I might have $800 on a 10x points night that you can convert to cash or free play or merchandise or comps, or whatever you want. $800 on a non 10 times points day, that'd be $80. So you're making like $720 on my average session just because I remember to swipe my card. So always swipe your card. It's another one of the 10 commandments. I love it. I love it. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I've had times where I wasn't gambling, but I was just there with my friends and I told them, yo, you have your card? No, all right, here, just take mine. Use mine, yeah. Then you get a $80,000 hand pay and then you're on the hook for the taxes. <laughs> Damn, you're right. All right, I'm going to have to reach out to some of my friends that I had to have it with. Be careful with that. Dude, this is a fun conversation. I think with gambling, betting becoming more and more popular, it's advertised now on every commercial break. You see online sports books. Obviously, we're in Vegas, betting capital of the world. I think there's a lot of goodies in this. I mean, you you have me tempted to go play slot. <laughs> it's crazy how many people watch our stuff every single day, and they just love watching the action. I mean, there's a huge community. I think my my reach now is getting close to a million people 
watch. I had 50 million views last month and people love gambling. They love watching it even, you know? So I, I bet with my money, they just bet with their mind. I lose my money, they lose their mind, I like to say. It's, uh, it's a lot, a lot of fun. And uh, I hope I can just continue doing it for a while. And I just you know, appreciate people watching it and stuff. And if, uh, you know, if anybody wants to, to follow me, it's just like VegasMatt.com is my website. And they can find all the social media. Yeah, all the socials. There? Nice. The biggest one I think is YouTube. I think that's the most fun to watch. It's like you're going to see the most stuff, really get a feel for how the life of an everyday gambler is. And I'm at Vegas Matt on YouTube. I even I'm in the process, I trademarked Vegas Matt. But anyway, it's, it's all kind of fun. This has just been, I mean, to be in this studio here at the win and talking to you, this has been really cool. I appreciate Nick having me on. And uh, yeah, it's awesome. I love gambling. If you love gambling, follow my follow my stuff. Go to VegasMatt.com. You can buy a Sando t-shirt. Let's get it, man. I love it. I love it. Thank you for coming in. This is a fun conversation. At Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. All things Veterans Minimum is at Veterans Minimum on social media. We are coming back later this week. NBA Finals update. I do think the finals are going to be over by the next time that you guys hear this podcast. And just a heads up, from now until the end of the year, there are giveaways on the Patreon, patreon.com. Shout out to Dylan Chadwick. You won the UFC pay-per-view last week. We sent you over some money on PayPal to enjoy. Hope you guys enjoyed that. And at the end of the month, in the $5, the $20, and the $40 tier, someone's going to get selected to win either a tank top or a bomber jacket, which, fun fact, Matt, I don't even have either of those, so someone is going to get that before I do. It's crazy, but that's how much we're giving back. So patreon.com slash veterans minimum, get access to the discord and you'll be getting episodes early every week for the rest of the year. So there's up, there's one up right now that's coming out later next week and then just moving forward. So thank you all for listening. Thanks again to Vegas Matt coming in. We'll catch you guys next time. You. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Dab. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.